Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. I'm Paul Campbell, and I star in all the Hallmark movies. <laughs> and this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Guys, it's uh, wow. It is. It's 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 October. It's folly. It feel we're getting closer to uh, Christmas movies, um, and and that, all of that takes a back seat today. Yeah, of the things that I'm excited about because we're talking to Paul Campbell. It's folly though, and I don't even know if that's a word. Well, it's folly. Folly. It's folly. Yeah, folly. you know, like folly. Like folly la la la. Or like you know, there's folly, now, folly in your thoughts. Paul Campbell, uh, thank you so much for joining us. But also, you said you were in all the Hallmark movies, which is an impressive feat because they make a thousand a year. So you're a busy man, right? Well, here's the thing. I mean, in reality, I'm only physically present in one or two, but in spirit, I'm in all of them. I yeah. should have clarified. Yeah. So well, we didn't have a lot of time. Well, for that the intro, soundbite. you know, you can't say all that in the intro. Well, People tune to, out. And I, whenever I look at Paul Campbell, I think he is the embodiment of Hallmark. That's right. Well. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I looked at his IMDb page because I've only seen God Went Christmas with you. And I was like, I wonder if I've seen Paul Campbell in anything else. And it's like a who's who of, of TV shows and movies that I had seen. And you were some part of that. Yeah. And so I maybe, get around. Yeah, I get around. <laughs> maybe you were actually in all the Hallmark movies and I, you just are so good at blending in that we just we didn't see you. Um, I was doing a bit uh, recently on set with I'm working with Ashley Williams on this movie. We were talking about how funny it would be to start just planting ourselves in uh, in the background in Hallmark movies, like just showing up in the final <laughs> Christmas party scene or whatever. Yeah, just, well, Ashley has uh, made her way into like two a year over yeah. the past couple of years. So good for her. And Ashley needs to, you know, come on the show too. tell her good things, even if we're terrible. Yeah. Uh, she, hey, you guys were both on How I Met Your Mother, weren't you? Did you ever did you change, exchange any stories about that? I was never on How I Met You Your were mother. not? Oh, God. I was reading the wrong IMDb page. Then. <sighs> no, this although I, what do you think here's, about here's How I funny, Met Your Mother? <laughs> here's a fu- here's a funny thing. Well, I, I I actually really liked the show. Kobe Smulders is a good friend of mine. But here, here's a funny uh, little factoid for you. I I'm a, I'm a builder, and uh, when I was uh, when that show was just starting out, I had started a line of skateboards that I was building, and I asked Kobe if I could keep if one could be displayed on the set. So one of my skateboards lives in Ted's apartment for the entire show, and you wow. see it in the background. That's yeah, awesome. I've seen yeah. the whole show, and I I want to say this: you need to check out uh, IMDb, Paul, because on IMDb it says that you were in one episode of How I Met Your Mother in 2006 playing a character named Will. Isn't that what? no. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about it. Maybe I did. No. It also says you were in Scrubs as Will. Here's what happened. Okay. Here's what happened. Okay. So so this is funny. So I did a pilot with Taryn Killam, who's Kobe's husband, in 2004. And the show got passed over by NBC. And then in the following year, it got leaked online. And so NBC said, okay, this show's getting a little traction. This was right at the beginning of YouTube. Let's see if you guys can develop some, develop your own fan base by doing this like online viral thing, by trying to get <clears throat> involved in as many TV programs as you can for the next year. And then if it goes really well, then maybe we'll pick up the show. So our producers, Bill Lawrence, who had just done Scrubs and he's you know, Cougar Town, he's yeah. a big, yeah, prolific producer. 
uh, he just called everybody he knew and he was like, Hey, can these guys just sit in the background on your show? Can they be on your show? So we did kind of make the rounds. We were at the Emmys in valet outfits uh, and just like ridiculous things. We, we were sitting at a table on the set of how I met your mother, I guess, technically in character. So uh, this is fantastic was, because now so I everything see that says, will everything that says, will so scrubs one episode, no six will nobody's watching. Will how I met your mother will <laughs> days, of, days, our of, lives. days of our lives will for an episode. Yeah, man. Will yeah. was traveling in 06. <laughs> this is great. Will gets around, man. It's, uh, <laughs> it was art imitating life, you know? That's fantastic. <laughs> that's, I love that. Man. That's amazing. Mm. That's great. Uh, well, uh, I guess we could call you Will the rest of the episode, but we won't. Uh, Paul. I'm all mine. Okay. <laughs> Paul, tell us about how you uh, you got into this crazy, wacky world uh, of acting. Oh, oh, you want that story? Okay. This is really um, more like inside the actor's studio than a Hallmark podcast. I'm just letting you know. We, we also have people from your life that are going to walk out and right. ask questions, too. That's so right. Yeah. A lot of we do some deep dives. Mom? <laughs> right. yeah. um, my mom's in a wheelchair, so if she walked out, I'd be super impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these guys are the real deal. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll tell you the story. So I was my whole life. I thought I was going to be a carpenter. I, I uh, started building stuff when I was in my teens and I took all the courses. And then when I graduated high school, I started building houses and I did that for about four years in Vancouver. And I, it was so miserable working in the rain for seven months that, uh, I remember it so distinctly one day, a friend of mine called and he'd been doing some background work. Uh, this was when Vancouver was getting big, big features and he was on a Will Smith movie and uh, he's like, oh, dude, I'm I'm making like 20 bucks an hour. There's free food here. I was just chatting with Will Smith. He's like, what are you, how was your day? I'm like, it was horrible. I'm making 14 bucks an hour humping plywood up a hill and throwing it up on the roof of a house. He's like, you should be a, you should be an, you should be a background performer. So I was like, yeah, maybe I should. So I took an acting class and then, uh, and I fell in love with acting. I went back to work the next day and I was like, hey guys, I think I'm going to theater school. <laughs> they were like. Oh, you're a dummy. All right, go for it. <laughs> Good luck, dum-dum. And, uh, and so I auditioned for two theater schools, and I got into one. And then I graduated from that theater school, and I had no idea how to be an actor. So I went back to building houses. And about four months later, a friend of mine ran into this guy at the shopping mall who had been the year behind us in school. And he was like, hey, are you still in touch with Paul? She said, yeah, I talk to him all the time. He said, because my, my agent came to the final performance that we were all in uh, in college, and he really liked Paul and said, hey, if, you know, give him my, my number. I'd like to talk to him. And I never did. And, uh, and I just remember that now. Wow. So if you see him, tell him that my agent at one time wanted to talk to him. So she <laughs> called me. She's like, I don't know. You can follow this lead if you want. So I called him, and uh, he brought me in. He said, can you read? read this audition for me. And it was for a movie called the perfect score. And I read it and Classic. he's like, Hey, this is great. I'm going to send it to uh, the producers. And he sent it to the producers and the, the auditioned. And they were like, yeah, let's give him this role on the movie. Wow. <laughs> and that's uh, the movie where they do the it. heist for the 1600 on the SAT. Correct. That's right. Yeah. 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 And that was your first um, acting gig. Uh, I was, uh, I was credited as guy in truck, man. Mm. And let me tell yeah. you, Dude, you killed it. Of all the guys all in, the trucks. Trucks. in trucks. Wow. Probably the best. Crushed it. I had a cowboy hat. I was a cowboy. <laughs> that was the first and last time. They're like, we're never going to do that again. This guy. He's not a cowboy. 
But uh, yeah, that was it. And, I, and then I just never looked back. Wow. Amazing. Now you were on yeah. uh, 25 some episodes of Battlestar Galactica, which That's is right. a, a different world, uh, literally and figuratively from Hallmark. But I do, I know that those fans are pretty crazy. Um, and, mm-hmm. and so my question is in your experience, which fans are more ardent or crazy or enthusiastic, uh, Hallmark fans or Battlestar Galactica fans? Well, that's a that's a real toss up, and and I've actually thought about this over the years. They're two different types of fans mm. because uh, the type of the, the Battlestar fans they ha- they have two approaches usually when they recognize me, and I look so different now than I did, but I still get recognized once in a while, and they're either like. They're so intensely involved in the show that they'll either come up and they'll just want to start talking about real specifics <laughs> like, oh, hey, man, yeah, you're in Battlestar. So that episode, uh, <laughs> you know, season two, episode 14, when you were on Cobalt and Bl- I'm like, hey, I don't even remember what I ate for breakfast. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, listen, you, uh, yeah, th- you know, I just sort of I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> or or they'll they'll like they're kind they're almost too nervous to say something so they'll like look at me kind of sideways and give me a little so say we all and i'm like hey just come up and say hi you know they'll drop keywords as if like we're part of a club a secret club um i'm like i'm not part of any clubs but then the hallmark fans come up and they're just so like they love the movies so much and they're so grateful for what we do. Um, and, and it's not just like women. It's I get a lot of I had a guy like a 25 year old guy in Palm Springs who was working at like one of the coolest hotels, the Ace Hotel in Palm Springs. He comes up and he's like, hey, man, you do those Hallmark movies, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I dig those. I watch those. <laughs> he's like, I got my mom watching those. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah, you oh, do. Um, you do. You tell. You told him about our podcast, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a big listener. Yeah, you told us earlier. The first thing I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I got a podcast for you. Yeah. That's well, fair. we're going to drop some keywords uh, that's right. to let you know we're part of the Hallmark Club here. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Christmas <laughs> schedule changes. Fake snow. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Uh, I, <laughs> that's I, all we got. <laughs> I, I do. I do want to get into how you got to Hallmark at, at some point, but. You you did Battlestar Galactica, which they're probably filming an hour long episode in a in a week or something like that, maybe longer. And then you go to Hallmark and they're doing a movie in fifteen days, a feature film. So what yep. was what was that jump like? Where you were like, wait a minute, what have I got myself into? Well, if you think about it, I mean, you're doing an hour long episode in eight days on uh, on Battlestar, but that's that's. 44 minutes of television a feature is only 88 right so oh, that's really right. It's a short feature you're filming typically you're filming around six to eight pages a day um but it depends like listen hallmark is a, is a different ballgame because the features you're setting up a different world with battlestar you're on a soundstage so they've figured out how to shoot around the control room they think they're all it's always lit and if you don't have to constantly move company like move your camera move your equipment light a room it makes a dramatic difference the speed with which we shoot these hallmark films is unheard of in in the industry nobody shoots at the speed we do and i think people there's a there's a real misconception that making hallmark movies is easy i think it's probably the most difficult job in the business because 
you you have to bring your A game for every single take. You don't get to come in and kind of rehearse and feel it out and find your footing. You have like two shots to nail it. And if you don't, you're moving on and you didn't get it, you know? And we're, we shot 12 pages the other day, which is insane. Like 12 different scenes, 12 setups, 12 pages. Uh, and it's lightning speed. There were, there were times we would get one take of a master, like the big wide shot. We get one take. They'd come in for coverage. We got one take. If there were no issues with it, we're moving on. Um, so you can't slack off, you know? It's a, yeah. And the other thing about Hallmark movies is there's a very, very specific tone that you have to bring to it. Um, they call it, uh, like, kind of a sparkle. I try not to use that term to describe what I do, but... Um, <laughs> You know, when that guy at the Ace Hotel was like, you're in Hallmark movies, you didn't go, yeah, bro, I bring the sparkle. <laughs> I sparkle, bro. You feel it? <laughs> That's right. Um, also, I'll have the huevos rancheros. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You could top off this Joe with the sparkle. That'd be yeah. great. I'll have some more sparkling. But, you know, like, it, it, is a, it is a fine line because you're trying not to make cheesy movies. Hallmark has... Hallmark has really tried to distance themselves from cheese. They're sentimental and they're sweet, but they're not cheesy. And it, and, um, and they're not over the top. They're not broad. You know, I, I think you find a lot of different films. They make so many movies that some will lean a little bit towards the cheesy. No. Some will lean a little more towards the serious. But, but cheesy is a word that they don't like to use to describe their, their films and their actors it's hard to sort of walk that line of like sweet and sincere, but not cheesy mm. um, and do it all in 15 days. So yeah. it's, it, they're, they're incredibly challenging, but they're also really fun to make. So yeah, I guess to a, lo a long winded answer to your question, the jump was pretty dramatic from doing any just sort of standard episodic television to a 15 day Hallmark shoot. It's a totally different ball game. Yeah. Well, so tell tell us about how you kind of got into that world. It's a it's a world where some people ask to get into that world, and it's another where some people just get uh, handpicked by Hallmark. So how how did it kind of work out for you to kind of dive into those movies? Um, I auditioned. Uh, I, this was not like an offer situation. This was, they they shoot typically. I would say at least half of their movies uh, and mystery series in Vancouver. Yeah. So if you want to be in Hallmark movies, Vancouver is the place to be, especially for the guy who plays number two, because they're usually trying to find that guy in Canada. So I, this movie came along, it was written by, um, Tippi and Neil Dabrowski it's called window wonderland. I'd never done a Hallmark movie. Um, I'd done a lot of dramatic stuff and, uh, and I didn't really know what Hallmark was all about. I had this idea that they were kind of sappy, cheesy movies. And then I read this script and it totally changed my mind because it was funny. It was poignant. Um, the dialogue was snappy. It moved along quickly. And I was like, yeah, I'll read for this. So I went in, I made them laugh. Uh, I did a bunch of silly stuff. I made them laugh and they offered me the job. And it was with Kyler Lee, who's fantastic. She was coming off Grey's Anatomy. And, um, we made a we made a great little Christmas movie, and then I was kind of hooked. And then they just started 
asking me to come back and play with them some more. Yeah, I'm interested. That movie was in 2013. Uh, Hallmark's definitely evolved, become more popular. There's this, uh, there's this movement almost of Hallmark that's been going on since 2013, really. What's it been like to be in the middle of that? Have you been able to, to, to notice a change of how Hallmark movies have uh, grown in popularity over the past uh, five, six years? Yeah, a- absolutely. And I think that's a testament to what um, Bill Abbott and Michelle Vickery are doing, they are so laser focused on their brand and the types of movies they make. They've, the, I mean, they're, they've grown by, it feels like 50% in the last five years. Their, their development slate has got to be up 50%. I think when I was doing window wonderland, they were making 20 movies a year. Now they're up to 40 Christmas movies. They've got like 103 original productions this year, which is insane because, you know, they're, they're reading every script. They're watching dailies. They're, they're looking, they're doing wardrobe approvals. Um, and they're still managing to make it all work. It, it's interesting because it seems like their storytelling has the focus of their storytelling, particularly with the Christmas stuff has narrowed a little bit because they used to do, even when I started that you, they were still doing movies that involved, magic and santa claus and stuff like that and they've really kind of focused it to these love stories these sort of two-hander love stories um and there's variations in those but rarely do you find the movies where somebody's transported to an alternate life or something which is kind of what they were doing before and maybe what they realized is they couldn't control the tone they couldn't control like those movies sort of got cheesy sometimes and i hate to use that word but uh those movies where you're like oh come on you know suddenly she's in the north pole like you're you're asked to believe in these worlds that maybe don't uh aren't aren't as grounded in reality they just don't bring Um, the sparkle is what you're saying they don't bring the sparkle you know (laughs) and uh I'm, i'm really um I'm really regretting using that word. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, yeah, and then and you see like the viewership, you see the numbers. They're killing it in cable. Like they're obviously doing something right. They found their audience, and they keep building on it year after year. Uh, so to be in kind of, I feel like almost ground floor with that is incredible because I love doing these movies now. Um, these are kind of my. These are my wheelhouse now. This is what I. This is what I do. I'm a home. I'm a company man. Yeah, yeah. So you, now you've done five. Is that correct? You've done five homework. Uh, I'm working on number seven. Number seven. So okay. I missed one somewhere in there. Do you have a favorite, like a personal favorite of yours that you just? This was the best one I've ever done. Or and I know you're. You know you're kind of on pseudo press. You can say this new one if you'd like, but. Um, we're going to talk about the new one in a little bit. Of the previous six, do you have one that just has a special memory for you or you just think was a blast to make? Window Wonderland, my first one, is still probably my favorite one only because, well, first of all, I loved the story. I loved the script. I loved the way the movie turned out. But it was special to me because I had, I, I had so, my expectations going in were so tempered and, and low, and I just didn't know what to expect. And I had the time of my life. I had so much fun. We had fantastic locations. Uh, and it just, the, the, the final film, <clears throat> I was so pleased with that I, I think it just changed my perspective completely. So that one always holds a special place in my heart. Because uh, it's what, it's what kick-started me on this journey. 
People love that movie. I've not seen it. I Pe- love it. People love that movie. I they do. talk about that movie. It's a great we one. get we get people that email us and comment on social media that always ask us to review older classic Christmas movies, and we're getting to them as as quickly as we can. But that Window Wonderland comes up it's pretty a, regularly. It's a fun one. Uh, uh, have you seen it? I have seen it. I love it. It's mm. a good one. So, I mean, you did get to work with Kathy Lee Gifford last year, though, Paul. Like, I, I did. What was that experience like? Um. She's such a legend, and uh, it was it, it absolutely lived up to my expectations. Again, you know, I've worked with like I worked with Andy Griffith. I did a movie with Andy Griffith. Wow. I did. A, I did. Tim Conway was in a movie. Um, you have these people that are su- such iconic figures that they almost don't seem real. And when you meet them, especially people like Kathy Lee or like Andy Griffith, you're all. I, I'm always, unfortunately, waiting to be disappointed by them. Because huh. you have this idea of who they are. And Kathy Lee was so sweet and so genuine and so present, which is a word you don't get to use that often. She was so present. Uh, I was so happy that she turned out to be the person that I hoped she would be. And she brings this incredible sparkle. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. To the, to the set. Uh, but she has like such good energy. And she's not really... She's not like a trained actress, but man, she knows what she's doing. She and she got would a producer come in credit? Like, yeah, she's an yeah. EP on, on yeah. all the Godwing series. Okay. So she's working with the writers to um, produce this series. And I, I have a feeling you're going to see half a dozen out of these guys. Oh, thank at goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was not one of my faves of the season, Paul. I'm just going to, between you and I. <laughs> um. You know what? Listen, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, that that was a tough one because they were beholden to the the story. It was, it was based on a real story of these two people. And I think their story didn't necessarily have a lot of big cinematic elements to it. So you're you're trying not to embellish too much because you want to stay true to the story but at the same time it's more just like a straight down the middle sweet love story that you're trying to add a little jazz to and um i don't know i think uh it was a little bit flatter than some i think it was still sweet at its core but maybe it didn't hit all of the uh the favorite things for people that are real Hallmark fans. I, I mean, don't know. The, the honesty it, it got from Paul reviews. Campbell. Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. well, maybe just God didn't wink upon that movie. I yeah. I felt like God was winking at me to stop <laughs> watching. I do think that uh, the, the other thing is I just found it like the ultimate like rich white people problem that we've got to take another jet to Martha's Vineyard. Like it just it seemed like a lot of flying and like taking planes of like I don't know. Maybe that was just me. Well. <laughs> That's um, us, that's really, a, in general. That's a terrible reason not to like a movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, Paul, tell him. on a plane or Con Air? Did you like that? Did you like those movies? Because there's a lot of flying in those movies. No, no, no. There was one flight in Con Air, and uh, boy, is Nicolas Cage killing it in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> singular, singular flight. Um, no, so let me ask you this. You, you have worked with quite a few big-time celebrities, as you mentioned. Do you have a celebrity story that sticks out or one that you go to, like, in the well to, like, really, like, you just think it's a great story of interacting with a celebrity. Have you guys heard of um, Al Pacino? Yeah, I've heard of him. I've heard of him. And now you do a great no. Al Pacino impression, uh, Paul. And if you want to go for it, that's yeah, the no, time. We're here for that. Um, I did a movie with Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> 
in uh, 2008, maybe it was called 88 minutes. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I was not too deep into my acting career. Maybe it was 2006. I don't know. And, uh, I had like, I had four days on set and it was one big scene. It was in a college lecture hall and he's the professor. And, uh, while he's in the middle of his lecture, he gets a phone call. This is the beginning of the movie. He gets a call and it's somebody that's like threatening him and saying, Hey doc, you got 88 minutes to live. And he looks around the room and he thinks one of his students is pranking him. And he sees my character on the other side of the room. who's on his phone. He's like checking scores on his phone. So he comes over and he, and he gets the phone away from him. Anyway, that was the scene. So when the director, uh, we're all sitting there waiting for Al to show up on the first day. The director was John Avnet. And uh, I'm sitting there nervously because I'm like, I'm about to meet Al Pacino. This is insane. And uh, he walks over with Al and he goes, uh, hey, Paul, this is Al. Al, this is Paul. He plays Albert in the movie. And Al just goes, I'm going to scare you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I said, uh, I said, you just did. <laughs> And then, um, and then we play the scene out for four days. Al does the scene the same way every time. I'm not even kidding. I will never forget this. Every time he comes over to get the phone, he goes, let me see the phone. Give me the phone. Hey, come here. Give me the phone, kid. And he takes it, and then he throws it back. And then the, the final day, they come in to do my close-up, my coverage, and they've got a camera sitting like two feet from my face just to get my reaction. And Al comes over and stands beside the camera, John yells action, and Al goes, Give me the phone! Give me the phone! Just starts screaming at me. <laughs> like, literally scared me. And then, and then just laughed and walked away. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then after, the director comes up and he goes, Hey, how was your experience working with Al Pacino? <laughs> like, he just laughed. Like, he just knew exactly what he was going to do. And it was amazing. Like, Al knew how to get a, a genuine performance out of me in a way that no one ever could have done. And that was my experience. <laughs> Man, that's great. That's one that. of the best stories we've heard yeah, on the phenomenal. pod. That's fantastic. I love it. Oh my yeah. Gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, you, you're, you're filming right now. You're on an off day, I believe. Is that right? Um, yeah, I've been fired. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no way, Jose. Uh, no, let's talk about deep. what? What? It's a, a Christmas uh, wish. What is it? Something like that. Uh, it's it's called the Christmas Wish right now. I'm not sure if that title changed by the time we got it plenty of time. Air, but... We got plenty of time, Paul. Yeah. Time. Uh, tell us about it. What, what's going What's going on with this movie? It's based on a book called The Christmas Wish. Oh. Believe it or not. <laughs> Uh, it's with myself and Ashley Williams and, uh, it's about a couple that, um, for the week leading up to Christmas, they, uh, they help out a buddy of theirs by looking after his daughter. I think there's a big, there's a big truck. Oh, there's a garbage truck pulling into the alley. This is going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this couple that had once sort of considered dating and is has kind of gone their separate ways now come back together over the holidays to look after their best friend's daughter while he's in surgery. So they, they kind of play house for a week with this adorable little girl doing all of these Christmassy things, um, that they do every year and maintain, you know, keeping up with the traditions that her family has started and her, and her mom has passed away. So Get out of she's, she's not in, she's not in the picture. Um, mm. 
which adds a little gravitas to the whole thing. Classic. So uh, answer this, and I know the answer already, but I've got to ask the question. Like, everyone just raves about Ashley Williams all the time. Is she, like... Is she as nice as as if we just keep hearing she is like, or can like can you just burst that bubble for us? I hate to say it, but she is. Yeah, <laughs> we hear she's pretty great. She, um, she's super nice. She's so down to earth, and she's hilarious. Uh, I don't know if you know that, but she is hilarious. She did a lot of How I Met Your Mother. Uh, she's like a real she. She's a real comedian. And we just laugh nonstop on set. I, what we do is we'll just, um, there's no time to really mess around when they're doing the takes, but both of us just blow the rehearsals constantly. Cause all we do is crack all the jokes that we would normally <laughs> do <laughs> if we had time to blow a few takes here and there. Um, you know, some of this stuff, like a lot of it is very serious, but there's a lot of times you can have some, Pretty serious fun with some of the stuff you do. You know, if you can't laugh at some of the work you're doing, then <laughs> what? Are, I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> Paul Campbell gets it. Yeah, Paul Campbell does. gets he it. Gets He's it. a get it He's guy. He's just a good guy. Hey, yeah. Paul, yeah. Uh, do you have you ever had a bad experience on a Hallmark movie? Ever once gone? Man, this is tough sledding. <clears throat> uh, the only times that they're tough is when you're at the end of a 14 hour day. We had a, the other day we were in this location that we had to be wrapped out of by 10 o'clock. We shot four pages in an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, we spent wow. the whole day Damn. doing establishing. And uh, it was one take for each setup. And that's a tough day because you feel like you don't know if you're getting it. You don't know if you're, if you're playing the scene right. You don't know if you get all the beats. And uh, I guess that's about as close as I come to having a tough day. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's it. Like you're tired. You have to be smiling. You have to look like you just woke up fresh as Daisy and you're, you just want to fall asleep in your chair. Um, but there's no, like the, the energy and I can't stress this enough. The energy on these sets is so good because these people that are the crews and the cast really like their jobs. People mm-hmm. love working for Hallmark. Um, everybody's so happy to have them bolstering the industry here the way they do. Everybody's so appreciative to be there that like, and we're all just goofing around. People are laughing and joking around. They're not serious sets. Like people are genuinely having fun. Mm. So if if a tough day is getting tired at the end of the day and having only one take to sparkle, then I can <laughs> I can live with that, man. Awesome. Well, one take to sparkle, actually the Paul Campbell memoir coming yeah, out no, uh, <laughs> in a few years. I think I just I just saw what's gonna be on my tombstone. That's right. <laughs> Paul Campbell. That's right. One take to sparkle. <laughs> one take and he sparkled. Yeah, he did. He did. Gosh, sure did. <laughs> uh, well, what's it like? Uh, you know, you're shooting a Christmas movie right now, and I guess that's a little bit more believable. It's starting to get chilly up there and all that good stuff but what's it like i imagine you shot some christmas movies when it's when it's hot when it's uh, not even close to christmas is it is it difficult or do you find yourself getting swept away in the christmas joy in the christmas spirit uh it's both difficult and you do find yourself getting sucked into it um what happened we shot godwink in august last year and we had like it was like mid 80s for most of the shoot um but that movie, they actually had a big budget for effects. So they had like 60 tons of real snow brought in for that movie. Um, and a lot of those scenes where we're standing outside in the snow, you're standing outside in real snow. So it, it actually cools the temperature down around you. 
And uh, it's funny because you get sucked into it when you're looking at the set. If you're facing the building or the Christmas trees or wherever and you're in the snow and you're in your scarf and your jacket, you forget about the heat for a minute and you really do get sucked into the world. And then you do a 180 and there's like a bunch of dudes in shorts and like (laughs) T-shirts shoveling snow into a wheelbarrow, just sweating their beams off. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's August. What are we doing here? Yeah. Real snow. This is probably something that no one cares about. But with the real snow, it's it's 80, so it's going to melt. Is there something underneath the snow that is also cooling it down so that it melts slower so that you can have multiple shots? Yeah, they'll usually tarp the ground. Okay. Uh, and here's a funny thing I just learned about snow. On this one is they've had a – so I always assumed they got it from the ice rinks because there's always those big piles of snow at the back. They can't do that anymore, and I don't know if that's just in Canada, but I oh. guess there's like there's like blood in the snow. Wow. And there's oh. urine in the snow, and yeah. there's like – shards of metal in the snow sure. so you they can't, they can't they can't actually use it so now they get fish ice wow <laughs> it comes yeah it's like fish packing ice man it's gotta smell good on set the more you know right yeah, yeah that's right just uh, that's man. that's when the struggle is real yeah we can't have blood but by all that means fish, fish guys. for sure yeah, let's do it yeah. that's how you know yeah fish ice I good luck it. guys have fun sparkle <laughs> and action uh what we always uh like to to wrap up with a rapid fire is that right boys mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 uh where yeah. we each get to ask you three questions you got to answer them as uh, quickly and as honestly as possible um and if we if we even smell a, a hint of a lie you're out mm. and we'll call you on. you're out you're out yep that's right so if you guys what if you smell fish ice <laughs> <laughs> you're in you're good to go um i i will go i'll go first um what's the if if you're trying to get into character for a christmas movie is there a certain memory that you think about like this is my favorite christmas memory as a kid that gets me in the christmas spirit no not at all good uh, <laughs> go ahead <laughs> <laughs> favorite hockey team uh favorite hockey team the canucks okay classic uh dream director to work for <clears throat> ivan reitman okay uh, if you're having like shaved ice uh, and you can pick any flavor to flavor that shaved ice, what you what you going with? Blue. Good. Uh, <laughs> that's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, good answer. Uh, you just uh, answered a color. You yeah, answer flavor. Answer, uh, that threw me. Uh, <laughs> favorite food? Pizza. Hawaiian pizza. Hawaiian, Hawaiian pizza. pizza. <laughs> and that yeah. is such a Canadian thing to do. Mm. Uh, Suck on it. <laughs> All right, most expensive drink you've ever consumed or purchased? Uh, I had a bottle of the uh, Johnny Walker Blue. Mm. Uh, so that would be a bottle. It's like a $250 bottle yeah. of scotch. That's no joke. It is now, delicious. Stuff. Where, where's somewhere you've never been that you want to go? Um, Bora Bora. Mm. Okay. We come visit you, and you have 12 hours to take us around. What are we doing with you? Vancouver, you can you can do you can go see the sky. If we had twelve hours, I would probably take you up the gondola up to Grouse Mountain, and then we would go down to English Bay, and then we would go to Stanley Park, and then we would definitely go into Gastown and probably just uh, sit around getting drunk. Okay, so you, you, that was yours, right? Well, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Um, so you have two options for your career the rest of the way. Option one, you are in a, an iconic role. You are Han Solo. 
uh, your Indiana Jones, your Luke Skywalker, you're a role that people will see and talk about for the rest of your life and you'll get paid royalties for the rest of your life, but you never get to work again. Or you are guaranteed consistent work, uh, albeit like on TV or whatever, you're guaranteed consistent work for 30 years. Which are you taking? I'm taking the work. Oh, yeah? Uh, I, I love, I absolutely love my job. I, I love, there's nothing that I love more than being on set and, and goofing around and doing the work. I've never been interested in recognition or fame, you know, and um, I'm, I'm definitely um, doing well in terms of <laughs> avoiding that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the work. I, I'm all about the work. I love Paul, it. Paul Campbell, you have been so gracious with He's your time. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, you had one take to sparkle. You nailed it. Yeah, um, you nailed I, it. I don't know what to tell you. He sparkles more than most guys. Oh, man, you brought the sparkle today, buddy. Thanks, fellas. This and has been a delight. Paul, we have eight seconds left. You can say anything you want to. What you got? Uh, the Christmas Wish on Hallmark Channel. Watch for it. It's going to be the best movie out there. Paul, may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thank you. Thank you.